0: Um, I don't know if this is the right time to do this, but dad, can we, uh, can we talk about your
1: marbles? (laughs) Can we? Like,
0: I feel like this is the right time. Okay. People should know about your marbles. People should know. (laughs) That I'm losing
1: my marbles or? Well,
0: that you're losing them literally, (laughs) figuratively. But how about you tell us a little bit about your marbles? Cause this is something that I've literally never heard of. until you told me one day that you bought thousands and thousands and thousands of marbles.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the significant and strategic choices that I can make that you can make in order to become the best version of yourself. My name is Dr. Michael Brown. I am the host of this podcast, and today I am joined by my son. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Logan Michael Brown my second oldest son, is joining me today on this podcast with these strange, interesting three words, you're gonna die. I mean, what does it, what should a father think when when the day before we're taping and recording podcasts that my son Logan would say to me, dad, I would love to do a podcast with you tomorrow. Uh, I've been thinking about this. Let's be spontaneous. Three words, you're gonna die what in the world is this
0: all about? Well, I mean, it's not like a threat. Like, it's just (laughs) like, you're going to die. Like everybody's going to die. And I think that's just like something I've been thinking about. Like Hmm. life is so short and life is so precious and we're all going to die one day. And the craziest thing is like, we don't really know when we're going to die. But like, I feel like with that thought in mind, that should be enough inspiration, enough motivation Hmm. to, for anything just to like live your life, well and live every day like it could be your last because it could be especially for someone like you who's oh. getting much much older <laughs> every single day and know?
1: healthier son healthier, and healthier
0: <laughs> of course sure sure but i mean i don't know death is like a weird thing i remember when i was a kid there was like like a kid kid i was like probably like five or six there was like this three month period where every single night i was absolutely convinced i was gonna die Hmm. i don't know if you remember this but i remember like creeping into you guys's room and then my heart's like racing because i'm always scared to wake you guys up in the middle of the night especially (laughs) you because you get kind of mad oh (laughs) so i'd always try to find mom but then i'd always forget which side she's on but i'd wake you guys up and be like mom i think i'm gonna die Hmm. and i'm sure the first time i did that that was scary for you guys because like what do you think when a kid tells you that but i think eventually you realize like, that's just something I was afraid of and something yeah. that I was thinking about and feeling,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. What's well, interesting you say that because as you know, I, I, I think a lot about death more because I think about how I want to live my life today, but I actually enjoy asking the question when I speak at major events, when we're talking about living life on purpose or every choice counts is I'll actually have people raise their hand And I think I've shared this with you, but I'll have people raise their hand and I'll say, so how many of you here today think you're going to die? And every hand goes up. And then I say, well, I'm just curious, keep your hands up. How many of you think you're going to die this week? And of course, every hand goes down because no one's think, everyone knows theoretically that they're going to die. Like we know that, but we don't, believe that. And we pick, we don't live as though that's true. And we don't believe it's going to happen this week. I've actually done this in a nursing home. I actually was in a nursing home where I asked the same question. How many of you think you're going to die someday? And they actually chuck I mean, they laughed out loud because you have 80, 90 year olds going, uh, how many of you think you're going to die this week? Same question. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and none of them thought as well. So I think there's something within us. And it's a cool thing because I don't want you them to be struggling with what you were struggling with every day feeling like, Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to die today. But there's something in us that says, I think I'm going to live and I want to live. And I think that's super cool, but there's something very interesting about these three words that obviously brought me to a point where I said, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And it's because I want to live life on purpose.
0: Yeah. And I feel like you think about death more than most people I've ever, like anyone I've ever met, like you are constantly thinking about your death and more specifically (laughs) Your funeral,
1: right? Yeah, I, I think one of the reasons, son, is, and, and this is, it's, it's still strange to me. Um, I'm not even sure I would be in the life coaching business. I'm not even sure I would be speaking about such things, were it not for the death of your grandmother. Mm. Um, at 36 years old, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and passed on about 15 months later, post diagnosis. And you know, it makes me kind of sad. I, I like the life that we've built. I like the life, the family that we've grown. And part of me is just really sad that none of you, the nine of you have never met my mother or your grandmother. And obviously I'm looking forward to that day happening on the other side of eternity where you actually all be together and make your introductions. But I think in many ways being a young, you know, 14 year old watching, watching actually his mother journey from life to death because we were together not at the very end but toward the end and watching that process take place it was very eye-opening because and I don't know if you know this um I think I shared this with you but uh grandma star so her middle name was star Paulette star um grandma star she actually had a conversation with me and wrote me a very nice card at the end of her life toward the end of her life um And in that card and in that conversation we even had, she was expressing a lot of regrets. She was expressing things that she wished she wouldn't have done. She was expressing things that she wished she would have done. And and the one thing that she shared with me that has stuck with me to this day that probably feeds into your question, why do you think about death so much? Is she really presumed that she was guaranteed tomorrow? And that in her mind, even when she was making certain choices or not making certain choices, even as a mother, a single mom, she was thinking, I always have tomorrow. I always have next year. I always have, these are things I'm going to work out or do or accomplish or become somewhere down the road. And she never had the opportunity to do that. And so I think that really just stuck with me to live life knowing that there's no guarantee of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if you knew all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some of that was new. But yeah, so I just that's that's why I think I think so much about death.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you even have your funeral journal, which is <laughs> I do. Um something that you talk about a lot, but you like kind of write down groups of people and like what you want them to say about you at your funeral. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really cool exercise, but I also have been thinking about that and i think it's also just as important to not worry about what other people think about you what they say about you because you don't always have control of like what other people think about you but you have like i want to live a life that i'm proud of and Uh that i'm happy with and i want to kind of live with no barriers in place so Hmm. dad as you know this i'm a first generation college student you know (laughs) that um my, my dad never really pushed me to get an education, oh but goodness. that was something that was really important to me. So <laughs> I got my degree in marketing from Bowling Green State University. And, um, that was not an easy degree. That was really hard. I took some really tough classes. There was calculus. There was accounting and then there was economics and I was terrible at economics and all of those concepts just went like right over my head. Mm-hmm. Right. But there was this one concept that really. Stood out to me, and it was the idea of sunk costs. Do you okay, know how those are done. I do not. You probably teach don't. Me. You probably don't. But <laughs> education is important, and that's why I'm going to teach you. Okay. <laughs> sunk costs are basically costs um, that have already been incurred. You can't go back. It's like spending mm-hmm. money, and like no matter what you do, you can't get that money back. Um, but costs can also be time. They can be resources. It can be all those things. So to kind of put it in a, an example is, let's say you go to the movies. You walk in, spend $15. It's like a nice movie theater, so it's kind of an expensive ticket. And you sit down, the movie starts, and you realize like, oh, shoot, this is not the movie that I thought it was. Um, I really don't enjoy this. This is terrible. But then in the back of your mind, you're like, but I already spent $15, so I might as well sit through it. But that's, like, such an irrational thought. Like, we should be thinking in terms of, like, what's just going to bring us the greatest happiness? What's going to push us in a direction that we want to go? And I think a lot of times, like, people have these sunk costs in their life. And I think, like, they are acting as barriers and barriers that don't actually exist. Like, barriers that you've just created in your own mind. So, like, I think it doesn't matter, like how far you've gone in one direction on your life, how much money you've spent, how far you are in your career, like all these things that you've done. Like if you find something that makes you happier, you should just immediately choose to follow that. To pivot. Yeah. Like if you have something in your life that you're more passionate about, even if it changes overnight, like you should change overnight with you. You know, like you shouldn't let these sunk costs determine your life. You know what I mean?
1: I do. I love this idea of pivoting. Uh, this idea of wasted time. Because it's true, as you sit there through the movie, you almost feel like you're obligated to because you made that $15 investment. Yeah. But the greatest gift you have is time. See, whereas money, that $15 can either be spent or saved um, or invested. Mm-hmm. Time can only be invested or spent. There's it, Every minute that passes, we lose. So why would I not treat that as the greatest commodity over the $15? I I resonate with that. And I love this idea of why wait Mm -hmm. to pursue your passion? Why pause? Why not just just pivot? Because there's always this sense that I'll get to it later, right? If you don't think about the fact that I'm going to die someday, and if I don't think about the fact that there's only so many days in my life, then I probably will squander my time. Yeah. I'll live that way.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is the right time to do this, but Dad, can we uh can we talk about your
1: marbles? <laughs> can we?
0: Like I feel like this is the right time. Like, yeah, okay. People should know about your marbles. People should know that I'm is... losing
1: my marbles or
0: well, that you're losing them, literally, <laughs> figuratively. But how about you tell us a little bit about your marbles? Because this is something that I've literally never heard of until you told me one day. That you bought thousands and thousands and thousands of marbles
1: that is true um, and I think I wanted to take my awareness of the brevity of my life to an extreme in fact, uh, one of your sisters Laura, my daughter Laura, is still freaking out about the fact that I carry see reaching in my pocket here on camera a marble wow. in my pocket here. Throw it to me. Let me see. It. Okay. Can you? Re- oh, good it. catch. It good is. catch. Okay. Yep. So you hold my marble. So the reason I carry a marble in my pocket, I just had this thought that uh, I'm, I'm going to soon turn 52 years old. So, uh, I hope I don't look 52 or sound 52. I hope that I I'm aging well, but I am going to turn 52 years old. And, and particularly in light of, um, your grandmother's early death, I've outlived her now by you know, 17 years. It's a gift, right? Every day is a gift. Now, the average lifespan is around 75 years old. Maybe it's getting a little higher for men uh, in America today, but I just wanted to just try something. I wanted to count how many days, if I were to live to be 75 years old, how many days do I have left? And at 52 years old, which is just around the corner, um, at 52 years old, um, I have 8,500 Days remaining. So I instructed my son, Ethan, your brother. I said, Ethan, I want you to find me 8,500. I want you to order me 8,500 marbles. So Ethan's just like, a normal oh, request. Just a normal dad. request to my son. Yeah. So, because yep. he kind of runs the Amazon accounts and he's, I said, go go find 8,500 marbles. And so he found 8,500 marbles. They were delivered 104, 105 pounds of marbles, $750 in marbles. Um, in now a big, huge fishbowl in my room. Um, it cannot be lifted, but I can see them and to be able to go into my, as I'm getting ready each day to reach into that, that fishbowl, that huge jar and pull out one of those marbles. One
0: of these marbles.
1: And I stick it in my pocket. And throughout the day, I'm reminded I have 24 hours today. And I want to live all out, just like you said, passionately, all out, all in, in that marble. Now, I have one priority in that marble. In that marble, in that 24-hour period, my priority is human connection. So everything else that happens outside of human connection is peripheral to the priority, which is human connection. Because at the end of my life, it's all about relationships. It's all about connection. And so I want to make sure, and so I put my hands in my pocket a lot. I don't know why that is, so it works out perfectly. I put my hands in my pocket, and whenever I feel that marble, I'm just reminded if I'm frustrated, if I'm stressed, if I'm hurried, uh, if I feel like my values and my priorities are off for the day, I'm just reminded, come back to the fact that today is a gift. And I'm going to live fully in the marble. Now, at the end of the day, I take that marble, at least I used to, and I put it in a Tupperware, a big, huge Rubbermaid. And I've instructed my family already, as you know, to, <laughs> at my celebration of life service someday. Your I funeral. Want, my funeral. Yeah. I want everyone to be able to get a marble. I want my children and grandchildren and wife and closest friends to get a jar of marbles. And I want, that to, I want them to keep it. And to be reminded um, that I am not perfect, but that I lived every life, every day to its fullest, every marble counts. And what's interesting is I'm watching that fishbowl go down. Now, what's gonna happen when I hit 75 years old? This is what freaks Laura die. out. No, I'm not gonna die. die <laughs> we're gonna immediately. die. So Seven I thousand. said, I'll just add another thousand, right? But part of it, it's, it's not about the marbles. It's about being reminded of these three words that we're all gonna die. mm mm-hmm. And what I'm doing now, though, is I'm actually not all, every day putting that marble for my right pocket in what the Tupperware. With I it? put it in my left pocket. Okay. So let me reach in here. A little backup marble. Oh, no. It's oh, not a backup that. marble. It's not a backup marble. It actually is. I am looking for opportunities every day, and they keep coming where I get to talk about the marble or I get to talk about living life on purpose. So I get to have a significant conversation about the brevity of life. And then what I do is I actually give that marble to that person, explain the marble story and say, I want you to carry this with you in your pocket for the rest of your life. Isn't that crazy? Do I have to keep this for the rest of my life now? you now have one of the marbles. So I'm gonna take this one, move it to my right pocket. But the reality is, again, it's nothing magical. It's nothing mystical. It's nothing, it's just... I look forward, and I'm actually keeping track. I have a master Excel sheet of everyone I've given the black marble to. And I want to have a conversation and I want to keep the conversation going for a lifetime um, with the people that I've connected to about this topic. I call it the marble mindset. The marble mindset, what does it look like to live fully every day knowing that someday we're going to die? So I don't know if that's the, where you wanted this conversation to go today, son, but I mean, sure. I don't plan on <laughs> well, dying tomorrow. I don't plan on dying at 75. I, I mean, I, I want to live my life fullest to the very last breath. Um, but it's just really cool. True, true story real quick though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your brother, Jameson, uh, he's, he's the master staller for bedtime. And so he's always wanting. can I tell you another joke? Can I do another thing? Can we read another story? Can I do another, you say another prayer. And, and one day he was in his joke mode and, and Jameson, you know, Jameson, right? So he's wanting to just stall, stall, stall. He's like, I'll tell you another joke. And I said, son, no more jokes. And I finally said, I love you. Turn off the light, came out the door, shut the door. Start Walking down the stairs. As I'm walking down the stairs, I put my hand in my pocket, as I often do. And I felt the marble. Took a deep breath, walked back up the stairs, turned on the light, opened the door, sat on the edge of his bed and said, Jameson, tell me as many jokes as you want. I wish I could say I'm always that great dad and I'm not. But on that particular night, it struck me, there's gonna come a day when I'm gonna miss the jokes. There's gonna come a day when I'm gonna miss being able to sit on the edge of his bed and just listen to him and just see him. So I want to be able to live every day in light of then. So those are some thoughts I have about this topic. So if I may, if I can pivot and look at the camera and say to our viewers and our listeners today, I don't know how you make sense of this notion of death, but I would hope that death for you is not a scary thing, that death for you is not a terrifying thing, but that death is simply a reminder of the incredible, fantastic gift that we have called life. So I want to encourage you that you would find your marble, whatever that thing is, whatever that physical reminder. Maybe it's something on your calendar. Maybe it's a picture in your room. Maybe it's something that you carry in your pocket daily because what would it look like if as families and as friendship networks, as communities, and even as a country, if we all lived every single day knowing that someday we're going to die. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.